Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband, and father. My brother, what's up, Jason? How's it going, bro? How's it going? What's up, everybody? What's up, Brandon? What's up, Heidi? What's up, Josh? Yes, have- God bless you guys. Hope everyone's doing all right. God bless you, too. So we have returning guests. Uh, last time, they both uh, crushed it. We have... Um, from Unfiltered Rise, the host of Unfiltered Rise, Heidi Love. How's it going, Heidi? Good. Thank you for having us back. No problem. And and returning guests also, uh, Brennan Burling. How's it going, my brother? Good, man. Good to see you guys. Good to see you too. Last time, uh, both of them actually had really good shows, and now we're going to combine them together. Uh, this is going to be part two from uh, last week's show, uh, which we're going to be releasing uh, next week. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but... That's just how it is right now. But anyways, yeah, so we're going to have how Mormonism connects to the occult and Freemasonry. Before we start, I just want to say for anybody that's Mormon out there, you know, we're we're just trying to uncover truth, you know, and we're not trying to, like, offend you. We're just trying to show you how it connects. So if if you have ears, we need you to hear, you know, everybody to hear, you know, but I'm just saying, you know, in particular, maybe, like, have an open heart, listen, and, you know, you could spit out the, you know, chew up the meat, spit out the bones. Maybe you find something you didn't know. Maybe you find something that you did know, you know? So just, you know, I just say open, you know, listen with an open heart. And uh, Heidi is an ex-Temple member, so she actually has firsthand experience with this. So it might help you through your walk. You know, we're just trying to lead people to Christ, the real Christ, you know? And that's all we're trying to do here. So thank you guys for listening. We love you. And uh, take it away, Heidi. All right. Well, I just wanted to begin with some... history um, that we didn't go into last time because that was more my story and all the things that I went through. But this is actually from the beginnings of Mormonism or the beginnings with Joseph Smith. So I wanted to bring it back first to start off. This is a quote from his mom, Lucy Mack Smith. It's pretty famous and a lot of people are get pretty upset about this, but it, I found it phenomenally interesting. So it says, I shall change my theme for the present, but let not my reader suppose that because I shall pursue another topic for a season that we stop our labor and went at trying with the faculty of a brack drawing magic circles or soothsaying to the neglect of all kinds of business. We never during our lives suffered one important interest to swallow up every other obligation. While we worked with our hands, we endeavored to remember. So I'm, I can't read the blast, but it's okay. Um, they can see it on there. It just has a line through it on my phone. So okay. I just wanted to. Where, where did you get to? I to the last almost sentence. I think it okay. says to remember the service and the okay. welfare of our souls. Our souls, yeah. Yay! So the main part of this whole thing that just shook me to my core is the faculty of a brack. A lot of people skip right over it. Because they go to the magic circles and there was all these and Sue's saying, and he's known for a lot of different odd magical things. And I wanted to delve into that and find out just what exactly was going on there. And boy, did I. So Lucy was actually in the faculty of Abrax, which is um, a religion to Abraxas. Abraxas is this god. He is a two-tailed chicken god and he is a necromancer which i found extraordinarily interesting there's another photo of him and the sun behind him is so interesting as well that will tie right back 
later to some pictures we have. But this is also another picture of Braxley. So he is a necromancer and a god. And they were known followers of that. So um, his father was known as a treasure hunter. He was a scryer and he used divining rods. And when Joseph was born, he went around telling the whole town that he was born in a call. Do you guys know what a call is? Uh, he's born Hello? into a call? Oh, sorry. Sorry. He was born. No, I thought I lost you. He was born in a call, which means he was actually born in the bag. So the whole placenta, like the bag came out with him. So oh. like when you break through water, he was still inside that. And it's rare. It's super rare. So the dad was really excited and took it as a sign that that was going to be that he was meant to be a seer. Mm. And so even as a young child, he had been called Joseph the seer or um, he he just from a really young age, the parents kind of pushed this on him. And this uh, I kind of wanted to explain this so that they can see where this is going to lead to. And at the age of six, Joseph had had a huge infection in his leg after he had some kind of an abscess and they had to actually almost cut off his leg and they made it so sorry about that. they made it so that they came in to take off his leg and the mother who was known as a healer and she had done all this different healing kind of backwoods magic stuff. She said, no, do this instead, cut out the infected bone, cut out the infected muscle and tissue. So actually she was really smart because it saved his leg and wow. he refused. Yeah. He refused any kind of anesthesia or anything at that time because his father was kind of known to be an alcoholic and, um, they, they struggled a lot as a family. They were super poor, So he just wanted probably to be an example and, also, it was actually said one thing about Joseph Smith, I'll say is, well, two things. He was super dynamic. And also they said that he was tough as nails. Like he had had multiple things happen to him in his life. And people that had made accounts that went after him said he was like the strongest person they'd ever fought. Wow. So it gave him some, some strong, you know, backbone, obviously. He, he didn't, he didn't want up. to take, he didn't want to take the uh, antiseptics and stuff because he didn't want to get addicted. Is that why? He, well, they only offered back then, the only thing they could offer was spirit wine and oh, okay. his father was an alcoholic. So he kind of was like, no, that's okay. But don't worry. He does partake later. <laughs> there's <Okay>. no <laughs> records of that, but you know, there's, there's a lot of things that were in controversy with him at a later point with mushrooms and alcohol, but we won't wow. get too far into that. <laughs> so <laughs> he was um, not able to work the fields, which is why I bring all this up. And he ended up being a scryer and a virgin scryer for this treasure hunting company that the dad and a whole bunch of his friends were in. And they were in a group where if they were out treasure hunting and one person found something, they kind of all shared it on contract with each other. So it was kind of interesting where I, I look at it from kids view is that he had a different way of learning. And I feel like he was much smarter and more learned from his mother, who was this healer. And she had been known to have Scottish, like Scottish background. So I think some of this stuff may have been passed down from her to him. And there were certain books that he, he was very like the Magus that he was known to have known about, which is an occult book. 
And there was three occult books actually that he had interest in and also the Bible, which is obviously going to play a huge part in everything where he's going to create a Bible. So these items right here are a seer stone that he was absolutely known to use often. This is the brown one above the white one is the one that he actually translated the Book of Mormon with. They don't um, advertise that real widely. They like to say he used something else called the Urim and Thummim. But it's been well documented by Martin Harris, who was one of his scribes and his wife and others that worked on this with him, that he did use the seer stone and put his head in his hat. So mm. that, that these three parchments on the side are really interesting and then this knife also is really occult uh driven it actually got some masonic stuff on it as well i think i have a better photo here is the parchment and so he was um known to carry these they say they were the brother hiram at later oh, Hir- that's who they got uh-huh. passed down mm-hmm. Hiram is uh is like Hiram a bit from the bible he supposedly was Solomon's builder right <clears throat> Hiram was also his brother and so oh. his family <laughs> but that I mean I'm sure it has stuff to do with it because his dad was a Freemason yeah and, Hiram is, so. is is who the Freemasons look up to as the master builder like the first Mason they say yes yes so, the architect who, yeah so he probably yes. named his son after him uh, I see the IHS right there. That's like from uh, that's actually from um from Jesuits, right? That's yeah, a, a, that's I, it's a I, Isis, Horus, and uh, Set. So these ones, they say they're a mixture of different um different things. Not only Masonic, but they're also supposedly Enochian, and they're also folk magic, and they kind of threw them all together. The people that like understand this now and know more about it they say they're pretty much a, mi- a mismatch and this one is called the holy of holies there this is um the next part of one and this as well is another picture of it and you can see that the shape of the object is almost identical to what's found in barrett's book so they're they're actually occult books so here's another one that's almost exactly the same and these parchments, this is another parchment, the Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah parchment. And then there's one more, that's the Holy of Holies again. And then that, you see like, the iron the crosses, last... you see the other crosses in those? Yeah, that's the iron yeah. cross. That's also the cross for um... the Maltese. Well, cross. it looks like it looks like oh, it looks yeah. like it looks like it's something you decode. Like like yes. when you when you look on there, like the, it, it looks like something like there's like a it actually looks like like there's it's like a spell or something to tell you the it truth. Is. If you like, if you read that, if you if you go back to the the parchment, the the actual like whatever the holiest, the yeah, holiest that thing is. Yeah, let me go back. Mm-hmm. Like here it is. Not that one. Yeah, this one. Like, look at it. Look there's at the a, top. There's writing on the top. There's writing on like if you look at to the left, right at, at the the left, right up. Like up and down. there's it's like a, it's like a spell. It's like it's like weird. I don't even know if you should even read it's, that. <laughs> it's, actually, it, it's actually a summons for angels. They See? said. Any- angels but that's I mean, crazy yeah i don't you know, know that bottom angels. center one <laughs> has an onk above that eagle which is the yes. egyptian sign for resurrection yes. uh, yeah yeah and then and if you look oh, inside uh, to it it kind of resembles a pentagram on the left as well on the interior of the maltese cross so 
Um, there's a bunch of stuff on here. This is the actual summoning one. This is the holiness to the Lord one. And then there's another one that Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah was a protection spell against suicide. This one right here is a protection against suicide and prostitution. Because remember, he's the virgin scryer. He's a virgin. So he can't be messing that up. And you can clearly see there's a pentagram on this one. There's a lot. This to the right. Well, okay. So the bottom corner that's not the star is Enochian lettering. And then the middle has a prayer that wraps all the way around the middle. Do you guys and it these are sigils for protection? Yeah, there's totally there's a there's also the Knights of Hospitality cross on the top, the bottom, or you could say the iron cross, but it looks like that. I mean, I don't know if you get, get close up to it. Looks like the Knights of yeah. Hospitality cross. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Can but, you um, th can you see that better now? Yeah, there you go. It's the Order of Knights of Hospitality. It's like the Saint John. <laughs> if you guys look it up, it's like um they, they and it's it's we had a show on it you can look you guys can check it out yeah. if you want to look at that it's uh with gary wayne but it says yeah, mason, it it says mason the right there yep. it says mason he, right and there. he was a mason and his father was mason and his brother was a mason prophet so. of exudrant it says dominium mason down. habiant i'm not gonna read it i don't want to read yeah, it yeah be careful <laughs> yeah, be yeah. careful <laughs> We, so, we forgot to pray first. Probably, this is getting out of pocket. Yeah, see, bro, that's the thing you guys do, Josh. Josh you gotta do that. I, so, I always bro. bring this the heat. show, bro. Bro, your 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 uh, your changer is gonna pop up now that you said this, this spell. I don't want to <laughs> say that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> all right, let's hey. pray real quick. Father God, in the name of Jesus, yeah, we just yeah, want to yeah. say, Lord, we rebuke all evil spirits in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Um, we we know that uh, this stuff is um, unlocking some you know mysteries and. <laughs> And trying to expose evil, Lord, just please, if you could, just uh, like I say, flick off these demons like uh, like bugs. You know, we, we we don't want any of them to try to come into our podcast, try to come into our show. We just ask that you please uh, keep this podcast safe, and um, we want to have the full armor of God on the whole time, Lord. So please help us all do that. Thank you in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Go ahead. So I guess I should have gave a warning, but it's but all good. Things... We're just. We're saved by the blood of Jesus, so we we're are. actually we're good. But the people listening, if you're not saved, we want to make sure that you are covered. So, Lord, please we cover wanna, them in Jesus' name. We want to make sure to, I, I want to make sure that people know that the reason why I bring these things to light is because I myself was a Mormon almost my whole life. And when you are out and you look inward, you see these things that you never were told about. People were lied to. They hide everything. This is hard to find information. And so they, and if you do try to go find it, you might be excommunicated for it. So I, I don't think that people deserve to live their whole life in a lie. I think that they deserve to find God. And, and a lot of people leave and become atheists afterward. And I, that is probably my main reason for exposure. So we want to lead you to, you know, to God. So yeah, that, that's perfect. You know, and, and guys, all this, uh, all this research is, is by Heidi, you know, make sure you guys check out her show, you know, make sure yeah, you check I, out her show for sure. And I think she's going to do a show with Brennan. Are you guys going to swap cast this one? Is it going to, it's going to go on your show, right? Or are you going to do your own separate yeah. show, Brennan? Yeah, we'll do this swap cast on this okay. one and then we'll do, um, cause I always share them cause I'm new. So, yeah, and I love oh, your good. show. So. <laughs> That's all good. Thank you. 
We yes, love your show course. too. It's, you did you. research. Just want to let you know. It's little. I just I'm I'm a research nerd. I I think I always was, and now I I know why I'm yes. supposed to. So. <laughs> and you got yeah but, you have a, yeah that's awesome. We love it. You have a gift, <laughs> gift for this for sure. So originally he did have this Enochian kind of toolkit that he took with him when he would go places when he got a little older to help on this treasure digging. And part of the things that he took with him was the Magus, which is definitely a cult book. And this is a big reason why I go into this occult background, because Mormons will straight lie to your face and say that never happened. There's no affiliation, let alone with masonry. That's a whole separate thing. They can't even deny that one. They admit it and they sent out a whole video on it. But they they do deny the occult ties. And I think it needs to be exposed. Oh, not wow. enough people know this stuff. So and it, and it's not good because this is the person that we're trusting that supposedly wrote the new the new book for the Book of Mormon. So if you guys look anyway. at the Magus book, like the front, you guys could see all these different signs that are that are on these things on the book. Yes. So and then the second the second book that he has in his toolbox is Agrippa's book of occult philosophies. So that one's pretty wow. self-explanatory. And then the discovery of witchcraft. So um, these were books that he had in this toolkit along with these parchments. And these parchments are for his protection and to make sure that he doesn't get robbed in different things. Also, this he wore always until he passed away. This is a talisman. Um, it is a talisman of Jupiter. He's not born under that sign or yeah, Jupiter. And it actually has some different meanings on it and I looked them up and one of them was that he would be like easily led with women like women would be attracted to him more like kind of a love type and boy were they that's kind of hilarious knowing what we know now um knowing that he's gonna end up with 40 wives it made me laugh so okay so that one I'm, I'm telling you all this him. all this stuff is in that book the magus this stuff yeah. that you're showing is going to be in that book. Even the same kind of writing too, like on the yeah. very front it's cover. It's Enochian, a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Wow. The, so um, it goes right along with him saying that he not only saw an angel, but he saw 24 angels. And I don't think people know that. Like they don't tell us that. They didn't tell us that. I know because I would have thought that's crazy. And in Revelation, there's 24 elders in Revelation. So those would be like angels are sitting on thrones. So yes. he, he could be probably referring to that. He he actually said he saw his dead brother and all these people. Like he saw a whole bunch of people. And so I was just trying to see only, why he chose the number 24, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you there. That that makes total sense. So these parchments, like I said, I included. This is um, his Masonic apron, which you can see right on it. Some of the symbolism on the same on the parchments and you'll see some of it coming up in in the architecture coming up as well so i re-included that even though i had it in the last one it's okay and, yeah well it's going right along with what we're, we're we're talking about so it's perfect so when he was i'm going to go back to the apron because i'm going to still talk about this his youth so this one got me too is when he was young this man came to town his name um was lumen let me get his last name Walters and he is actually the cousin of Emma the, his future wife they were not married or didn't know each other at that time he was considered an eccentric con man and he had brought to town with him a book 
And it was a book that no one had ever seen before because it was Cicero's ovation and it's in Latin. And all the people that were there in the town were like, oh, he has this book and it, he reads magical from it and he can know things that we don't know. And they were really taken with this guy at first. Um, later he gets in trouble and ran out of town within three years, but he became very close with Joseph Smith. He was young. He was only about 14 when this was going on, but he watched these gatherings around this book reading and he saw how people interacted with how that was presented. So that completely put in mind to me, like later when he finds a special book, yeah. I mean, it's just too good. It's, yeah, <laughs> you can't make that up. Like he, he definitely, I feel like he was a, a charismatic person that was able to, it was actually documented that if you, if he was mad at somebody or they were mad at him and they went into the room with him, that they could not stay mad at him. He was that good. So great salesman. Um, that's how, it, yeah. that's, that's, you gotta be if you're, if you're trying to, you know, start he, a, a false doctrine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? And so that guy was eventually ran out of town, but like I said, it it plays definitely into everything. So eventually, we all know the story that sooner or later here he he gets married, but right before he gets married to Emma, he was doing this treasure hunting with her and or with in her town and living at her father's house. Her father despised him. Even though he paid them for their treasure hunting, he just didn't respect what they were doing because it was, even back then, it wasn't, it wasn't considered a good thing to do. So they ran away and eloped and he had already seen his vision by then, his first vision, and he tried to get the plates multiple times, but he could not. And he kept saying the angel was blocking him. His visions changed multiple times. Like if you read the first vision now, what we're told is the first vision is nothing like the first documented vision. So it's pretty confusing. However, eventually after he gets married to Emma, he gets the plate on the fall equinox at midnight, dressed all in black. This sounds super spiritual, right? Yeah. Not the kind of spiritual you want. <laughs> It sounds so Sanoki and magical. Right, yes, <laughs> yes. And so they get dressed all in black. This is definitely not the story to tell us. Um, and they go to retrieve these plates in the hill where they supposedly are. And then they they leave after they got them. She didn't see them. Nobody saw them. And approximately nine months later, she has her first child, which that baby was horribly deformed and dead at birth. Um and all I could think of, because also between this time, his brother had died and it really just sinks in with the sacrifice. If you know about, you know, dealing Selling with the your devil. Soul. Yeah. Yep. Like, and, uh, yeah, you, you basically, you, he, it, seemed, it sounds like he gave up his first child for, or his yeah. brother, maybe have to both. end up uh, getting both. fame, you know? Yep. I think both because he wanted riches and treasures and that was their main I mean they were a pretty destitute family and um I think that really added into him really wanting to succeed and so and also being hurt he's not going to last long in fields or doing hard work he he had the limp for the rest of his life on his leg and so he did get out and he did do things and he was still rehabbed but I'm just saying like he he probably realized by an older age he wasn't going to be 
spry. So, um, didn't, yeah, didn't only like five out of the 11 of his kids yes. make it past baby. Yes. Six died in infancy. Six. Wow. And so he had 11 children and six that we know of and six died in infancy. I say that because they have all these children, 11 documented pregnancies and none of his other 40 wives had kids. Right, right, right. Because uh -huh. that's how it works. Right? So, I don't know where his other kids are, but they say did, there's none. So did they, did they, were they born and they, they died as infants? So, um, they had a set of twins that were premature and died because of prematurity. They had another set of twins that were adopted right after that because somebody knew that she had had twins and lost them. And one of them died due to exposure and sickness. Mm. Um, that one was like older, I think five, maybe. There were a bunch of them just died right at birth and, and weren't miscarriages actually, like more stillborn or died like after three hours or whatnot. So a wow. lot of these kids oh, died. Oh. I wonder yeah. if there was any, I mean, I'm not trying to, this is just speculation, no, but it's true. I yeah, wonder if there was the any, uh, you know, satanic sacrificial. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. If you think about it, his dad was still alive probably at the time. And his yeah. dad was like a higher 33 degree Mason. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that could be something too. That could be why, what jump started him as well, uh, without yeah. going, you know, directly through Satan. Maybe he went through the lodge and, and, um, sacrificed his kids and, and uh, that that's you know baby sacrifice is something big in the satanic church huge, you know so huge that could have been what catapulted him to get the money that he needed to start this and and also help him with his uh, oh yeah charisma well, and everything he had going and because the charisma kept the guy that he got on the hook for it um can can you still hear me yeah we can hear you well his religion his religion Sorry. spread like wildfire through there so right and the guy that he had backing him was Martin Harris and Martin Harris's wife was like, no, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. She actually took in the last episode, she was the one that took the, the first couple hundred pages and said, okay, if you're so good, then tell me it back. You know, and she burned them. She, she was pissed. Like oh, it, wow. there's no way around it. She was, she was trying to get him to stop it. And he literally, she divorced him and he lost all his money. And he went bankrupt. That's how long he supported him. So yeah, it makes you wonder because he was really rich and he yeah. was flipping the bill for everything. So it makes you wonder like, why, why would he not? I mean, these are years and years and years of time. This isn't a short amount of time. This is a long time. And so that guy Martin it, it was, was flipping the bill. You said, yeah. Uh, Martin Harris. Yeah. Martin Harris. His oh, name okay. was Martin Harris. He's one of the original three that were actually, said that they they saw the plates or that they that you know backing for joseph as far as the religion goes yeah and they actually all three this is later in my thing but i'm just gonna tell you now all three of them were excommunicated at some point all three of them said that he was having affairs that's why one of them was excommunicated because he was so mad about it he wanted him brought to like not trial but brought out that he was doing this and he was taken out because of it because he caught a teenage servant girl that had been working in his home with him out in the, literally his wife saw him in the barn like literally rolling in the hay and so he wow. started this whole you know marriage stuff later from this but um all three of them were excommunicated and no longer close with him and actually everyone that did the original and starting and backing with him of the church hated him later in life so wow. that just kind of speaks i mean I think it speaks. Yeah, kind of it's, it's a little wild. 
So kind of stab so, into the back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So here's a picture of that dagger that they um, had in their kit as well. It was a ceremonial magic dagger that had occult symbols in it. And actually it, it was used at one point. A neighbor said, this is actually on, cause he ended up in trial um, eventually for his treasure hunting. And his neighbor, William Stafford said, they came over and pretended that they would get treasure if he would spill this sheep's blood and have it walk in a circle. And then it would show them where to go get the treasure. And it had to be the black sheep and it happened in the middle of the night. So I thought that was pretty creepy. And this man wow. actually signed, this is a signed affidavit on that cut sheep business. So many neighbors, including like other neighbors, not just Stafford had said he'd been um, confirmed using dowsing rods and being a treasure digger and all, all these keepstone things. They all, a bunch of them had come forth in his trial. So it's well-documented that this was a real thing. And so, I mean, I just think it's kind of important that that people know that because in the midst of this is when he's supposedly finding the plates and introducing all these things. So and they said that the um, seal of Mars, can you go back real quick? Yeah, of course. It says that the seal of Mars is on the blade. The other side has a symbol of intelligence of Mars and the Zodiac sign of Scorpio with the Hebrew letters of Adonai. Which is right. which, which is God, right? So they they're basically saying that you know the Mars God. Um, well, they said that the the way that if you made so this knife was actually shown in the Magus, so he actually copied this from the Magus, and it's a religious knife, so that what they didn't have to pray before they did a sacrifice because the prayer was on the knife. Wow! So that's why it says God on the knife. Yeah, but it's know. just wild that they would be up to like all these things. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just kind of a lot when you don't, you definitely don't hear this from anybody. Yeah. This is, um, this is like, yeah, this isn't, this is like really good stuff. This is really deep right here. You know, it's one, way one thing that I found different. like particularly interesting was that even, even listening to people who were current members of the LDS church, they're very, very aware of, the Masonic ties and the roots, but it's almost like they don't even care. And they know, they know about the Masonry, but they don't know about the occultism, but they don't care because they put the church, put out a video about it, explaining mm -hmm. it away. You can go watch it on YouTube. Well, and that was another thing that like, I, I didn't hear anyone connecting the dots in terms of an Ephesians six worldview or a, you know, Genesis six worldview in terms of no one thought to themselves, wait, maybe this guy wasn't actually talking to a good angel. Maybe he was hey. hearing from another entity. And I want to read this out of second Corinthians 11 really quick, Ooh. but so 12 through 15, it says, but what I do, I will also continue to do that. I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast for such are false apostles, deceitful <laughs> workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. 100%. Yeah, that's it, man. We're warned. We are so warned about these things. And I feel like the people, I work with someone, and we were discussing this podcast coming up, and she's a devout Mormon. 
And she said to me, I know all of the things that you're going to say. Like she, she did. She really did. She even knew some of the occult things. And she even told me something I didn't know, which I'll tell later. But she said, but I know that it's true because they go back to the Isaiah verse where it says that the church will be corrupted in the last days. So they put, they hang everything on that. If it's corrupt, it's because it's supposed to be. They hang everything on it. Yeah. Like uh, they also say that, you know, man, the Bible's written by a man and it could be a uh it could be interpreted wrong, you know? So it's like, yep. they're, they're always like, it's your interpretation and man yes. wrote it. So, you know, it, that's the reason why Joseph Smith had to come and correct it, you know? And it's, it's really interesting. Um, but you, you got a lot of people following that. Dude. That's a, that's a, oh, so many, how, how do you, how do you get so many people to follow you that quickly in a short matter of time? That's like, that, that's, that's, that's unheard of. And, and it's weird because the, the way they, they run their thing. It's kind of like, it's all, it's all Masonic, Masonic or Masonic. Yes. Or I'm going to, I'm going to do another 100%. verse. Uh, I think I did a last show that we mean you did, but it just kind of, it goes with that. So Galatians one verses six through eight, it says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. Um, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the, the gospel of Christ, pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so no, I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you that you have received, let him be accursed, you know, so kind of goes yeah. along with what we're saying there, you know, Absolutely. and also Joseph Smith, when he was 14, you <laughs> said that he, he saw Father God and Jesus. Yeah. Come Three to him, and, and John mm -hmm. says that no one has seen the invisible God, right? So nobody yep. has seen God the Father. No. He's invisible. Jesus is the image of God, right? So that's the only way, yep. that's the only person you would see technically if he did show up at him, you know, to him, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah, we got to understand that. But, yeah, keep going, and uh, let's keep on. No, I agree. I totally agree on that. Yeah. And I feel like, well, he also said he saw 24 other angels. And so, I mean, they definitely don't don't tell you any of this. So I think if it, that's my whole purpose of like delving this far in and showing this to people is to just, if, if they want to still remain, then they know they, their eyes are open, but then that's fine. I respect everyone that that's okay, but you have to know it's only fair to let them know. I feel like if they get this, I don't know. A lot of them won't uh, listen to things if it's anti anti-Mormon. Yeah. which it it's not anti-mormon this is just your history you yeah know. yeah it's just so yeah stuff that they so gotta know yeah eventually he um after all this fun stuff and he's married and hat rolling in the hay with ladies whatever he he's getting involved into masonry just like his father just like his brother and he gets actually expedited into masonry and he gets all of the he he went all the way to the top in two days because the the guy over that lodge actually let him do that because of his dad and his brother so i'm assuming maybe he knew enough things i'm not sure but maybe he sacrificed those, he might have sacrificed yeah, some kids. of those kids you know to and, no and gave, gave up some of his kids to them so he can move yeah. up quicker uh also maybe made a deal with the devil that he'll, he'll bring the false gospel to uh, throughout the nation, the, through the United States, and 
and um and and lead people deceive. to the you know deceive yeah and uh, as long as you make me fa famous and people are saying his name to this day this is the type of stuff that uh is promised you know like Kobe Bryant all these different people yeah. that that this might have yeah. happened to or they might have sold their soul you know I don't know I'm just saying you know makes you wonder this is the type it, of stuff a, that happens you know a lot of people that are famous if you look they got some weird deaths of their kids yeah of just Michael all Jordan's kinds of dad Dr Dre's Prince. son. Prince, uh, with Prince his son. yeah his son uh there was uh there's a lot of different ones uh, uh Kanye West his mom yep. um there's a lot of that and then Caitlyn Jenner you know if you think about the, the Kardashians he had to yep. go in and, and basically kill himself and then be reborn as as Born a female again. you know what I'm saying so it's kind of <laughs> it's wild it's the deals that you make you know to 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 ascend for the yes. for the for Lucifer basically <laughs> that's who the that's who the light is for them, you know, is Lucifer, not not God the Father, you know, nope. not Jesus. And Christ. then, and his dad was even a grandmaster, so like he was able to move so you know quickly up. And I mean, I don't know that he was sem he was only semi famous at this point. I would say, um, I think he was famous for a lot of bad reasons. Actually, he had a kind of a bad um rep because of the treasure digging he kind of messed around with all the neighbors in his area and so I just don't think that's the smartest idea like everybody was really close by so word got around and that's why they took him in and actually prosecuted him as a treasure digger which they said it never got prosecuted back then it was kind of like jaywalking is now but he had done it so much to everyone and hurt people so much that they actually did prosecute him actually twice on the same thing because the first time, listen to this, Freemason up the wazoo on this one, he gets found guilty by um, Judge Neely and he sends him to go to a work camp and he never goes. He just doesn't show up and it was fine. So uh, yep. that was kind of probably a secret handshake. Yeah. Get out of jail free card. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Interesting. But, and there's more than him that was actually in masonry. So his, all of his brothers and Oliver Cowdery, which was another one of the people that came forward to say that the Book of Mormon was real. Also President um, Heber Kimball, Brigham Young, Woodruff Wilson, or, or yeah, Woodruff Wilson, uh, Lorenzo Snow, Newell Whitney, they were all masons. They all had masonry ties. These are all people in the church, big high up people in the church. So their masonry and ties ended up also really odd. I don't know. Do you guys know the story of William Morgan and masonry? Brennan, do you know that story? Uh, I don't. Anybody? I just thought it was interesting that a lot of like people who were so current LDS were basically saying that like Smith got up to the 33rd degree and then he just stopped being a mason. They're like, oh, he got bored. He didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> so he just stopped. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> that's what you do, right? Yeah. They just wanted to explain it away. Mm -hmm. Oh, the the way that a lot of Mormons are trying to say, yeah, they said that he didn't like it, so he got out of it, right? Yeah, he was like, this isn't for me. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> well, you can't even do that once you get thing. that high up, you know? Yeah, no, no, and really. I mean, you know, and I think what Heidi was saying too, in terms of just wanting freedom for other people, is the general generational curses that come associated with this because they're pulling from this masonry where you're taking an oath to Jebulon 
And you're putting generational curses and iniquity on your bloodline that you're not even responsible for. And you may say, this is fine. I'm not partaking in it, but you're putting your family line in bondage based off of the, those oaths. For multiple generations. And my family came from a huge generation. It's even in my DNA family. Like when I did the 23 and me or whatever, it actually said, I mean, it's so bad on my line that they were Mormon settlers. Like it was on my own DNA. And I already knew because my grandma, but when I got out, it took me one full year of working on generational curses, probably every single day, just praying, praying, praying. I mean, I had to do so much cleansing of artifacts in my home of just so much stuff and get rid of even antiques. I, I just did a full purge, but it took a full year before I felt like, okay, this feels better now. Wow. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it really well, hey, sucks. I'm happy. I'm happy that you're out now, you know? Thank yes. God. Good. God is great. good now. God Amen. is so, so good. And so luckily, and I'm trying to help other people do this too. So that's the point. And then, so with the masonry, I'll tell you, he, he was expedited into the masonry and he remained a member all of his life. Even that is what is documented. And this guy, William Morgan was one of the people that was going to tell on masonry back in the day. And it was with the anti-mason movement it got really big. And he was like a, a whistleblower and he only actually got up to the sixth degree. So speaking of telling or getting out, yeah. In the sixth degree only, he, he's gone and never heard from again. No record of him anywhere. And the only reason why I bring him up is because Joseph Smith married his widow wow. later. So, you know, there was some stuff going on there. Yeah. And she actually showed up at his funeral in all black, even though his wife was there. And like, wow. it was scandalous, I guess. But yeah, so... He introduced the LDS ceremony with nearly identical tokens, signs, um, clothing, blood oaths, everything a little over a month after he went through himself. So he went through as a Mason and then one, a little over a month after he began the restoration of all these Masonic things. So I thought that was super interesting to the church and he changed it up a little bit but it's a lot similar wow. um so their tokens are the same their buildings this is where these pictures come in this is the beehive house and the top of it is a beehive literally they call it this, this i was just going to say that yep i am alpha and omega with the handshake and the sun clear this is on the lds temple what's up um, with the beehives the beehive is a Masonic. It's a Masonic symbol. It's supposed to be represented of a hive mind. Um, and also it, it's where the beehive state. So the hive mind is you all think together. It's group mm -hmm. think. So there were and then, several we're protecting giant the, tribes. Protecting that the queen, were, you know. Because I, I was watching the bee movie today with my daughter. <laughs> and and, and it, it made it seem like no matter what you do, your job is important. Like, even if it's like just taking the smallest amount of honey, whatever it is, is like, I feel like that's what their jobs are. Every little job is them is it's so important that they, they want to carry it out and, and carry out their, their agenda basically on you guys on, on the on yeah. temple. It's like, wow. 
They spread like they spread like bees, man. They spread like they spread yeah, like they bees. just spread like bees. It's, it's like a, they yeah. spreading everywhere. It's like that's it's crazy. a it's a refi it's a refaim thing too. The zuzim, oh yeah, that tribe actually translates yep. to buzzing ones because they had a hive mind, and so that's why you see God sending out hornets before the the troops in Israel to confuse the hive mind and their communication so that the Israelites could go in and conquest them. Mm. Uh-huh. And then Beelzebub on top of that. I don't know if that has to do anything, but that is definitely like Lord of flying things. So back to like, you know, gods, goddesses, creepy people. Like yeah, Beelzebub demons. is just an etymology of ba- ba- Baal, 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 which is, mm-hmm. which he, like he had the, the Jupiter thing, which is Zeus. Yes. So, Jupiter. Mm. Yep. which is Lucifer, then, which is Lightbearer, and- which is Halel Ben Shakar. Yeah. And I made sure that was not his birth. Like it had nothing to do with his birth. He wasn't born under that. He was born under Saturn. So it, it it's definitely just full on worship. Mm-hmm. He's just doing full on worship. It, it wasn't like his astrological, whatever it wasn't. Um, so all of these signs and symbols are not only in the LDS ceremony, but on all of their buildings and actually how he ended up getting killed, I believe is he, he actually had more, he started expediting all of the Mormons in Illinois that he had moved with, and they became bigger than the, all of the other Mason like leagues or whatever in that whole area. And so they were getting worried because they're like, oh, these Mormons have more, you know, in their little tiny thing than we have through, through the whole state. So they were starting to get really worried. And then they found out that he was copying their ceremonies, which are supposed to be sacred. That's why the other guy disappeared. And so they started fighting over it. And actually there's been multiple presidents of the church that say that they have celestial uh, masonry, that they have the true masonry and that the true masonry and the true priesthood was restored to Joseph Smith via an angel. And that's why they're not upset about the masonry that's a big part of it because they feel that they have the correct that that everybody else's is wrong and that they have the true and it's it's somehow now to be like involved with god which masons aren't all christian so but that doesn't even make sense but um that's how they feel the top masons know that like you know that the light bearer is lucifer right so um, Mm -hmm. there's there's also the squared circle has been popular theme in the occult and in alchemy for centuries Uh, It is still an important symbol within it. The square represents the physical world, but it represents the four elements of four cardinal directions, the four seasons, etc. The circle represents the spirit because of an infinite and it goes out in all directions. The triangle represents the union of body and the mind and spirit. The circle of the center represents the individual spirit, whereas the outer circle represents the greater spirit of the creator, which encompasses all things. It starts off with the spirit and ends with the spirit. So, uh, just wanted to throw that in there. You know, it's in alchemy, you know, and, and in the occult, the squared circle is what it's called. <laughs> Not just in uh, masonry. And this is the temple I actually got married in. Funny enough, in the Bountiful Utah Temple. Hmm. Um, this All Saint Eye is in St. George, Utah. This is in one of their tabernacles. It's super old, but you can kind of see there. That's been there for, it's painted on the wall. These symbols like all seeing eye, aprons, beehive, square, compass, clasped hands, um, and that sun, handshake. moons, 
handshake. That handshake's a Masonic handshake too. All of them. (laughs) Yep. And then this pentagrams. This is on the temple as well. Oh, and that's was that supposed to be the North Star, basically. That one. That's the pentagram. Well, the one on the left. The one on the left is definitely a pentagram. The one on the right is. I wonder if that's supposed to be the. I don't know what that star is. That's a little different. It's upside down star, so it's satanic. Do you got any any ideas on that? Brennan knows the one on the right. Yeah, yeah, the one on the right, bro. It's upside down star. I know that, which is satanic for sure. I've actually I've never seen that one. I haven't either, bro. But it, maybe it's representing the North Star or something, Polaris, the North huh. Star, and and uh, and maybe it's this, inverted. Maybe this it is inverted. Maybe it's the star when Jesus. Maybe it's representing the star oh, that, that led maybe. led him to Jesus or whatever. That could be that. Uh, maybe it's just maybe it's the a star a star pointing down like you know Lucifer fell from heaven like it's just yeah. a descending oh. star. I don't know. Yeah, I know the one huh. on the left are definitely a pentagram. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. And they don't even they just have all this stuff chilling on there they don't even care i mean it's it blows my mind that they've left things so this is also on a temple this is also on a temple this this looks like a lot like the episode we do with brennan like that all this type of stuff bro this is crazy this is well it's because mason's built that building another one yeah that's what i'm saying it's like a connection here bro there's this all thing i again this is in the manti tabernacle black wow um, oh no uh-oh are you there yeah we're here there it yeah. is. okay my stuff keeps going in and out sorry about that it's all good okay, it's so not even moon. going out on our screen it's all good oh good mount tipanogos temple there's the moon mm. he has the moon in multiple phases in different temples uh right here again with that now that star moon, is different that star's phases. now that star is normal now yeah, it's up, it's it up going right up on this one. Inverted. Huh. Wow. Is that is that uh is that on a different door like as above so below? This is a window. Uh-huh. This is okay. actually a window. So maybe mm. it's above the door. And those are moons in different phases. Moons in like. different phases. Uh-huh. And then this is in the Washington DC temple and it's all different phases of the moon and there's actually one of the big dipper um on this one too. I don't know if I took there's a picture. A flat map. <laughs> Oh, please. That flat earth map right there? <laughs> hey, go down? Yeah, go down the bottom right there. Bam. Right in the middle. See there right, there? Oh, right there? Oh, right there. Nope, that's, a, that's that heliocentric. Like a globe, yeah, yeah, that's heliocentric. heliocentric. Yeah. That's bullcrap, dude. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> well, they want, they're definitely heliocentric because they want, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, because they, they, they want to have their own planets and all that stuff. Exactly. So oh, yeah. Oh, that's the yeah, upside down star like right that. there, and both sides have it have a pentagram. I don't understand oh. how people don't see that, dude. That's crazy. Oh, man. it's it's right there. Like I don't. Oh, here is the big dipper. I don't understand how they don't see so much of the astrology and different. They got a things. cube of Saturn right there. Yep. You want me to go oh, back one? It's amazing. Yeah, go back one real quick. Can you? Can well, you there we go. Amazing, yeah, dude. it's like there's like the yeah. cube. Yeah, Saturn is sat in there. And then squared the big dipper and a squared circle a, again, like Jason was uh, talking about, like like we were just talking about. There's a squared circle too with the with the big dipper in it. Uh, so one, weird. two, three, four, five, six, Oops. seven, seven stars. It's okay. I'm just counting. I, think I just eight. want to see if there's anything. There's eight, eight stars. Eight. eight stars. Well, there's, there's there was one, there, there was eight. Oh, there was eight the seals on I that door see. too. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, Jay, you're right. Two. Yeah, I see eight. 
lot of, ge lot of, lot of geo, uh, geometric things going on right there. Sacred geometry. Yeah, that's crazy. Would there, there be eight sides geometry. on that cube? Wouldn't there be eight sides on that cube? This looks like the seal of Solomon. There is. Look there's at eight it. Eight sides oh, there to the cube. Eight You're right. Eight sides. Yeah. It's the seal of Solomon. Look at. You can see it. Yeah. So points. if you if you look at the Statue of Liberty like top down, yes, it would fit yep. perfectly on that. The wow. seal of Solomon. Yep. There it is. I see it now. It's almost like they put the Big Dipper as a distraction, so you wouldn't mm. see the re the background. I don't know. The, I mean, yeah. There again, sacred geometry. Star Run fan there. Yep. So that's on the San Diego Temple. California. What does this have to do with God, right? What does that have to do with right, the Bible, none. guys? Come on. It's all masonry or, or sacred geometry. Satanic, or too. This is satanic, yeah. man. The pentagram with the circle. Yeah. That's oh, a, it's like, it's sure. like Baphomet. <laughs> My goodness, yeah. man. Yeah. That, and that's then weird, man. That's in the Nauvoo Temple, which is the original one with Joseph Smith. Then Mount Timpanogos Temple, see the circle again? Yep. Inside. Different. And then here again, this is on the planter boxes at the visitor center. Like it's even on the plant upside pumps. down star again. Yeah. Oh. That is, man. And then here's the door the again is. to the temple. <laughs> this is the Salt Lake Temple. And this is the door. And then up above, see the star. Again. Yep. Seals. And then it looks like a nautical type star. And then the beehive again. And it's also the seal of Utah. It's like where the beehive state. So because of that. And then these, again, just showing the Masonic grips. They're almost exactly the same. I show this again because the similarities between the Masons and the Mormons when you go through okay. the temple are almost exactly the same. Uh, they have so much similarities in their rituals that they both do oaths they both do secret new names they both do physical protections by giving them underwear new underwear. i'm gonna, I'm gonna start shaking people's that. hands like that i'm just gonna start shaking around people's hands like that like, yeah and you're gonna be like oh <laughs> crap, <bro. laughs> find out who find hey out who's yeah I, i'm in the same club it's all good <laughs> Don't kill it. Don't worry about me. Don't kill my family. It's all good. Don't kill my family. <laughs> We're all good. We're all best friends. And then they do all these <laughs> sacred covenants in there that are uh, almost all the same. They both do washing and anointings. Although I will say they had to change that for the Mormons because the washing and anointings used to be naked and they don't do it the same anymore. And also I found it very interesting that the blood oaths. So the Mormons stopped doing the blood oaths because they took a survey in the 1980s, like it was 1988 that they changed it where they would like do the cutting their throat situation. Well, guess who followed in 1990? The Freemasons also got rid of their blood oaths. They follow Mormonism. It's not the other way around at this point. It's weird. Like that's a weird thing to have happen at the same time within two years of each other. Mm. So that was a little strange, I felt. Um, but there are so many similarities that it can't even be denied. Like I said, they they made a movie about it. You can go watch on YouTube. This, this is going to take us down another rabbit hole where Brennan's going to have a lot more to say, probably. This is the sign for the priesthood. The priesthood is what men carry in the Mormon church and women cannot have. So I was explaining to Brennan, <clears throat> there, if my kid was sick, 
and I wanted to pray for my kid. My prayers were not very good. So I, even if I called an 11 year old boy that had the priesthood, his, his prayers were stronger than mine. Hmm. So to do an actual blessing with oil and anointings, you'd have to be higher up than that. But I'm as a woman, we are completely dependent on our husbands for this. So, and this sign is actually the sign for the priesthood now, which obviously it's also a sale of Solomon. It also is multiple other things in other religions, which I found really interesting because it, it has like, this is actually in the temple, the eight pointed star there. And then, um, so all of that is the sign for the priesthood for the Melchizedek priesthood and what they also have stolen it. Like it's in Hinduism. It's in, um, I have it written down on a bunch of different other places. This is the same sign. So I thought that was a little weird that they would have such a similar item for such an important, because they just barely adopted this symbol. So I thought that was weird. And um, so the priesthood comes in different phases. There's the Aaronic priesthood, which they actually believe was restored to um, Joseph Smith himself and Cowdery. And they said that John the Baptist as an angel actually came down and laid hands on them, giving them back the priesthood. That's what their story is. And that they were to go forth and ordain others. And then there's four different ones in the Aaronic priesthood, which is a deacon, teacher, priest, and bishop. And this is for young kids. This, This is like starting at 11 to 18, I would say you're most of those. And then you go into the Melchizedek, priesthood which is named after the order of the sun god melchizedek and um you become an elder high priest apostle patriarch or form of the 70 so they take oaths and covenant with the priesthood by laying on of hands um and they later called um cowdry out on all this and he even though he was excommunicated by joseph smith he would he never denied that it happened he never became a denier, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I know you had some things on the priesthood as well, right, Brennan? Yeah, that. that uh, yeah, this was. Sorry, that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just say this. This I felt like the Lord really set this part of this podcast on on my heart this week. Um, just you know, talking with Heidi and just getting her perception of how she felt. Um, as a, as a woman inside of the LDS church and hearing her thoughts behind, you know, how she felt, you know, when it came to the priesthood and and the power that, you know, only the men held, um, man, I just, yeah, I'm going to get on my soapbox here. So everybody tune in. So this is, this is really the core and the crux here. And so as Smith is interjecting, freemason ideas into his doctrine that he's spinning up around mormonism this is where this eternal progression comes in right so this is rooted in that gnosticism of i have to strive i have to achieve i have to know secret knowledge so that i can ascend so that i can become a god just like all the other gods okay and so what they do is you know we're 
when we started this podcast, we talked about this Enochian, uh, you know, stuff. That Enochian that we're talking about is actually the Enoch on Cain's side. So it's very important that we make the delineation that there's two Enochs that we see in Genesis. One of them comes from Cain's line. The Freemasons like that Enoch because he was kind of the first guy that dabbled in these seven sacred sciences. Uh, we know from Gnostic religion that he's getting these tablets from the Watchers via Hermes, and he's hiding them in Egypt, all this stuff. So he's kind of this source for this seven sacred knowledges that come from the watchers and so where that also gets muddied and meddled in here is that you see in genesis 14 we get introduced to this really mysterious guy named melchizedek and he is a high priest for yahweh and he gives abraham the blessing that he'll bring forth israel and so if you look at all of the old testament you know literature you're gonna see that Melchizedek is kind of this, it, he's a man via that. So once you get into the kind of intertestamental, intertestamental or second temple in between, you know, the new Testament, and the old Testament, he kind of starts to get this lore where it's like, is he more, is he more than a person? Is he divine? Uh, if you look at 11 Q Melchizedek that comes out of the Qumran caves with the, which is found with the Dead Sea Scrolls, there's language associated with that scroll that ties Melchizedek into Psalm 82, which is very crucial for the divine council understanding. So then we see that the writer of Hebrews ties this together and tells you about the fulfillment of Psalm 110, which prophesies Jesus being an or, uh, a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So this is very, very important in terms of atonement and our relationship to Father, the Father and how we inherit eternal life in the kingdom is because Jesus inherits the Melchizedek priesthood. And he is the one who intercedes on our behalf to the father who gives us eternal life. So what they've done is they've stolen that priesthood and they've said, no, we want to bring the, the priests, the prophets and the kings. No one comes to eternal life except through us. And so I just want to say <laughs> to anyone who's still inside of the LDS, you know, religion that only Jesus has that priesthood. He is your king and he is the only one who can intercede to the father for you. So don't let any man tell you that he has a priesthood via this or that because he doesn't. Jesus is king. Amen. Also, let's, uh, okay. So Mal Malik means king. Sadek yep. means righteous, uh, just, or innocent. So it's a pretty cool name. It's like King Righteous. Okay. Uh Melchizedek. Well, he, was, he was he was a priest and a king. So yeah, and that, yeah, that was so, that's rare. That's very rare. So he, that doesn't happen ever back then also in the, the Old Testament. It didn't happen that way. You were either the you were either royalty or you were priests or you were in the in the into the into the into the priesthood. Like, yeah, so he was both. both like so he's a Levite and 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 and, and basically a Levite and and Judah basically put together. Yes, but this, yes. this also gets a little bit more complicated too, because if you read Jeremiah 31 and you realize that the language that God is telling you around the new covenant, and then you pair that yeah. with Hebrews, it gives you better context for Hebrews. Because what it's telling you is that basically, you know, Abraham basically told God, like, I don't feel qualified. And so in some way or shape or form, you could say that him giving to the priesthood to the Levites was actually kind of a concession. Uh, so 
you know, the, the Levites receive the priesthood here on earth. But the problem with that priesthood is that every single time that the high priest has to give atonement for the, the sins of the people of Israel, he has to give atonement for himself first before he can ever enter into the holy place. And so that's what God is saying is, hey, this covenant is going to come to an end and I'm going to make a covenant with the house of da uh, Judah, the throne of David, Jesus coming through that lineage. And so the Melchizedek priesthood replaces <laughs> the Levitical priesthood. And so because Jesus walking a perfect life, according to the will of the father, gets to enter into the throne room of heaven and sit on the throne as high priest forever. Yeah. Amen. And then also Melchizedek was the king of Salem and Salem actually becomes yeah, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's some cool stuff. And then he also brought out bread and wine to um, Abraham. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that really uh, Abraham tied to him. Yeah. It was really interesting. So, but anyways, uh, we'll keep going with your, with your presentation. Cause we have a, we have an episode on Melchizedek actually. And, uh, oh. and also that, the, the angel of the Lord. So if you guys, oh, uh, good. You know, the messenger of the Lord. So yeah, if you guys want to go back to that episode, we have a whole bunch of stuff on Melchizedek, which it really becomes just so you guys know what they're trying to portray. So, and, and really very good breakdown, Brendan, on that. We appreciate that. Sorry. I was interrupting you in the very beginning. <laughs> You're about to come out with what you were saying. It's like an idiom for Jesus Christ. So like there's, there's a lot of those through the old Testament that put, put it towards, okay, this is, this was probably the, the first sign of, because Jesus Christ is on every page of the old Testament. If you oh, know, the Christophany, you know, I believe it's called. Well, yeah, um, if you go through it, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting to find like old Testament, appearances of of the one and only and it's like man that's it's pretty crazy yep. and start tying together it's like wow and you could tie that together like that yeah there's there's so many references you can cross reference it's it's pretty good that's why i like the bible and, it'll put you on a rabbit hole you'll never ever and i was going to say on the right way <laughs> that um that eight-pointed star that you were talking about uh, uh -huh. it's actually the the eight forms of wealth in hinduism so it appears prominently in National Museum portrayed. So it's like basically uh, eight forms of wealth in Hinduism. So, yeah, go ahead, though. Maybe that's what they're trying to do is get that, wealth to come to their that church. That was in my notes as well. Oh, about I'm sorry. The, about, no, no, you're good. I forgot because um, <laughs> I skipped around a little bit. But I saw that, that it was actually about wealth. And and I think you're on to something there because they are one of the richest churches, even though they're not the biggest church. Mm -hmm. They're one of the richest churches. So yeah. that makes you wonder. And then the whole thing about what he was saying about the progression is they truly believe like you could be, I, I used to have this argument with my grandma all the time because I used to get so upset about certain things in the church. I would say like, okay, well, what if it's mother Teresa and she can't go to heaven because she didn't get married. And we believe that if you don't get married, you don't have the priesthood in your family, like in your life, because I mean, you should be married. And, and so we don't get that. She's perfect in this way. Say, you know, the best lady ever, whatever. It doesn't have to be her, but I would just use her as an example. I say, okay, well, what about her? She, she's not married, so she can't go, you know? Oh, well, she'll be able to get married in the afterlife. That's what all this necromancy stuff is. And I found it totally fascinating that the God that he was kind of brought up with is that Abraxas because he was a necromancer and they do so much work for the dead. And so ongoing, you can't, you can't go to the highest level without a husband if you're a woman. 
you can't go to the highest level and, and even go through the temple unless you're going to be a missionary, unless you're getting married. Oh. You cannot go. There's only two ways you get to go if you're a girl. And that's if you're getting married or if you're going on a mission. And, if and they won't let it, the more, girls. It's more money for the church. You know, if, if, if you're married, a married couple. So they're going to yeah. get more money from you if you guys think about that. Because, well, they want us to have more members. They want yeah. you to have more members. More that's kids. That's the bigger problem. Yes. More kids. Uh, fruitful yeah. and multiply so they can keep having more and more members. And they keep you like stuck in that they, brainwash they kind know? of encourage you in a way to make you feel bad if you're not having more kids even if you're not mentally prepared for it, even if you're not stable financially they'll say like oh we'll help you with food we'll help you they have their own welfare program whatever they want you to bring your your pre-existing children down they say oh your children are waiting up there for you to bring them down to earth and they make you feel bad about it. Like oh they're waiting for you. You you're not you're having probably a tax write-off. You probably a tax yeah. write-off oh, for them. Yeah, like, oh, sure. man. I mean bring all your kids. I in. can't even imagine <laughs> bring yeah. all the kids from outside. It's all good. Bring all your yeah, yeah. And they don't kids you have before previous marriage. Oh my oh. gosh. Yeah. It's like we have a total of six. So we were right, we were on the good Mormon path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's very normal in Utah to have six kids everybody has six we need a shortstop for the summer league team so, can we please right one? <laughs> <laughs> one lady i knew had 11 yeah. kids i was like oh my gosh Whoa. but it's wild and i just think that it, they don't always take into account like it takes time for a woman to recover it takes time for yeah. things to happen you have to be careful you know and they don't care they really don't care about that and that's all it goes back into polygamy why can you have so many wives, but a woman can only have one husband? Well, because where, where, where do you have your kids at? Do you have them at a hospital that's a Mormon hospital? Yeah, they then no, they don't specify any of that. But and they don't really encourage like home births and stuff anymore because they've had some bad bad things. But they just everywhere here is Mormon everywhere. Like that's what I'm saying. So if you have a, if you have a kid, so if you have a, a lot of kids, and you know, it's like. It's like a, like when you have puppies, not all of them are going to survive. So yeah, maybe yeah. they take those kids and do the same. They, they use those kids for certain things yeah, too. Like that's, man, this is weird. And they, well, and <laughs> I'm they, thinking of so, weird stuff right now. I'm starting to go off and do it. So here's the, here's the other weird thing I learned from my Mormon friend this week that blew my mind a little bit. The actual president of the church right now, Russell M. Nelson, he's a doctor. And guess what he's a member of? And they tried to expunge it everywhere, but he made an autobiography before he became like up there and they, it cost $1,500 to buy this autobiography. Now want to know why? Cause he's a member of skull and bones, wow. the current president of the church. Wow. Interesting. And it is, it is literally, I forgot to put it on the slide, but I can send it to you and you can add it. Cause it, I have it from Google. What, like what, it's documented. He went to a Yale. He, he is a skull and bones. Yep. From and Yale? he's a doctor. There's there's yep. two different skull and bones, which is, uh, uh I didn't look up the, it's the okay. college. I just, it said skull and bones. I did a whole episode on, on college secret societies and it's, it, oh my gosh, it's so interesting. Yeah. That's, I thought that was pretty weird with them saying, oh, we're not involved in any of that weird stuff. And then their current president's a skull and bones yeah. member. Yeah. I'm like, oh, made, made an weird. oath. If you guys yeah. look that up, I mean, just, man. I thought that was pretty wild. 
Yeah, I don't think you're. Uh, I don't think you're up to any good if you name your organization Skull and Bones, no matter what. No, it's like, don't oh, don't worry, like it's that. the it's the good one, not the one you were thinking <laughs> the of. Good one. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> well, kidding. you have to do oaths anyways, and Jesus says don't make an oath to anything, yeah. you know. So no, you're basically, no you know. Anyways, well, and the things that you do in the temple, honestly, like I had talked about the last episode, and this this thing used to be involved in their ceremony called it what they used to say pay pele el and it, it was they said it was enochian but it's not it's actually hebrew and in hebrew it means hear me oh false god and they used to say that with their mouth like hear me in oh the false temple. god oh false god oh wow that's wild and i just i found out so many little things and a lot of enochian ties and a lot of occult stuff like to the point where i'm I'm certain on my own, not anything from here, that he is so similar to John D with his visitation, and it's definitely a cult. Yeah, I, I'm certain. I mean, there's too much. It's yeah. too, there's too much. Yeah. So, so Heidi, did did you did your research in terms of like the Freemasonry stuff? Is that what started you coming out of LDS or was it like, no, so, you came out because of the doctrine and then you found all this stuff out? No, I didn't know anything. And my husband actually had left the church when he was like maybe 15 and he had been a born again Christian. And he said, Hey, I know that you're still interested in going back to the temple and all that stuff. Cause at the time I was in between, I was just not living it. I was what you call Jack Mormon. And so I was thinking about reactivating and getting better and we weren't married yet. And he said, Hey, hold on before you do that. Just watch this Masonic temple ceremony for me on YouTube. And I said, okay. And he'd never been through, but he knew. And he said, just watch it before you do that. And so I did. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, why are they doing the same stuff? Like what? I thought this was all secret. And like, nobody knew about this. And all this stuff. And so I started getting like all these different feelings about it. I already knew it was weird. I knew it was weird, but everybody convinces you like, oh, it'll get better next time. Just keep going. Like that's what they tell you to do. And I knew I never felt the spirit there. I knew what the spirit was growing up. I knew, I always felt like when I prayed, I, I had a good, you know, idea of who God was. And there were so many things that already rubbed me the wrong way. Like they didn't give the priesthood to black people for a long time and all these different things. And I always kind of had that little voice in my head, like, this is a little weird. So when he showed me that, then I started looking at other things. He showed me this guy, uh, Sean McCraney, and, and he has a show called Heart of the Matter. And it, he's an old bishop. He was a bishop and a missionary and he got out and he started preaching basically all the things and he has tons and tons and tons of them on youtube and i just started going deep dive and after i started learning some things i'm like this is not the way i was like ah no oh, man, God I, I, I mean i got that. i gotta hand it to them they they hide this stuff super well they hide it they, i started they, you know my wife was kind of asking me about it. some of the stuff and so i was explaining some of the doctrine and the masonic ties and you know, there's a, there's a huge amount of women who are like really in like social media influencers who have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even a million followers. And my wife was like, Oh my gosh, does this person that I follow, like, do they believe this stuff? And I'm like, honestly, I don't really know. Like, you know, I think I realized like, you know, kind of the same way as, as Christians today, like, 
maybe 1% of people actually know everything that they're supposed to believe. Um, and so, you know, I'd say there's, I think I, mm-hmm. I feel fully that there's, there's a lot of people who in LDS are saved, who generally think that they have a relationship with Jesus. They don't, they just don't understand how deep this goes. Well, I think the bigger problem is, is that we are all really um, like Jehovah's witnesses. Like it, it is ingrained in you from the time you can speak. We have these little kid meetings, like, okay, one, once a month they have testimony meeting. These little kids go up there and, and they recite at four years old. I'd like to bear my testimony. And I know this church is true. And, and I love my parents and that's all. And everybody, oh, you did so good. And, and it's such programming from the time you can speak. That kid doesn't know the church is anything. That kid's four years old and he has no idea of what's going on. You don't know anything when you're that little and, and they do that to you from the time you're in primary and they make everything in the church about it. Like, oh, well, you're going to go to girls camp because you're in the church. Oh, well, you're not Mormon. Oh, you can't come. Like, oh, the whole neighborhood is going and my daughter's not going. And then therefore it makes it a lot of pressure to stay in because even if you want to leave and even if you feel like I do, like my family all turned against me, except my mom, because she was already out. This and my dad, like, was this is away. just like uh, Jehovah's witness, to be honest. And yep. they also want you to only uh, research their information. That's the same thing with Jehovah's yep. witness, JW.org. Uh, and if, and they'll tell you that anything you, you research is, is of the devil and it's satanic all those people that are going to tell you something different it's all satanic you know and it's well they it's have really a whole thing you know? when the when the church started having a lot of things come out on the internet they had a full campaign that had people not go on social media and they had a whole phrase doubt uh don't doubt your faith doubt your doubts don't research it doubt your doubts and this was a real moment that was like a real slogan and and people just accept it because they don't want to be certainly they don't want to be us because in the family that we're in from my husband, he's the only one that's not gone through the temple and we're treated different. Trust me what I say. And I'm treated extra different because I'm an apostate and they know it. They know that I went the whole way. He's kind of given grace because he hasn't gone the whole way. So to them, they think, Oh, he's just a, a lost kid and he'll come back, you know, someday. Or he'll get it after he dies, and that's fine. But me, I had the full knowledge, and I was like, nah, bro. And so for me, there's only two people that go to outer darkness for Mormons, and that is apostates and murderers. What does outer darkness mean? It's like hell. It's like a purgatory for Catholics. Is is it like a dragon that's outside of the... Remember, Jason, we had that guy on the show, bro? <laughs> I hope not. But there was this guy. There was this guy that was on our show, and no offense to him, but he said no. there's a snake swallowing the tail on the outside of the the globe that keeps. I don't know if they 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 believe that. Oh, that's in the Ordo Templi Templi Orientis. Yeah, that's their serpent sign. Yeah, I don't for, know outer darkness is. Is to that them. what like, you were gonna say, Brennan? Wouldn't wouldn't it? If in no, the Bible I'm is sure that's that's Gnostic, isn't it? Like they believe that Yahweh is like this giant serpent God who basically is like the evil God. And there's eight other gods and that Lucifer is, is kind of that other God who's helping us get away from Yahweh. Yeah. 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 So I'm just wondering what uh, (laughs) outer outer darkness, they don't believe that hell is, (laughs) they don't believe that hell is in the earth or what? 
They do believe in hell. It's worse. It's worse than hell. Josh, I always try to push sides. They don't believe that. But they do. Hell they is in the hell. earth, which is I don't know if they're just going to be flat, actually. and we got to get. Josh is like, hold on a minute. I love that. I love that. So they don't believe that hell is in the earth. No, I'm just, I I'm just trying know. to say. <laughs> I know, we Josh. Find out. With you. Josh it's okay. When because we do our episode, you gotta let me know, or I'll oh. let you know. No, no, I'm gonna two. do. I'm gonna tear it up for you, so you can you, uh, you get yeah. the whole thing broken down and see what's up. There yes. you go. I already told you what date we're doing, right? August. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 14th? yeah. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. All I right. So know. I'm gonna have an answer then. If hell is in the earth for the Mormons. Uh, all right. where i'm supposedly going yeah <laughs> i'm not going anywhere i have news for them i'm not going with them anyways so okay. so as i started like thinking about all this stuff you know the way that my brain works is like why right and so i started thinking you know you have this like this weird time frame towards the end of the 1800s early 1900s you see Mormonism pop up, you see Jehovah Witness pop up, you see the Satanic Church in America pop up, you see mm-hmm. the New Age Church pop up, you see the seeds of prosperity mm-hmm. gospel pre- like coming up. And so it's like what what is going on in this time frame what happened? that, what that happened, the baby? enemy is so precise in the way that he is laying landmines. Mm-hmm. Also Well, it makes you wonder about also, control. Skull- Sorry, Skull and Bones and all these uh, uh, college secret societies also started in the late 1800s mm. in, in the same areas that all these things are populating as well. So that, ah. that that's also happened as well. All the college secret societies, Ooh. Yale Skull and Bones, the Skull and Wrath, all these different secret societies started in the late 1800s around the same time that you're talking about, Brennan. Hmm. Heidi, do you have that picture that you showed me of the, the temple being built? like oh, in the middle of just like nothing i don't have it on me but on the share screen but i can get it if, if you guys like i don't know how to oh no you're good me. we were we were just looking at some stuff and you know i'm one thing that kind of one thing that kind of struck me as odd was that so there's a lot of firsthand accounts from basically this time period and, and a lot of the critics of the Mormon church were talking about how they knew it was basically a farce or fake because it was addressing every single talking point that yes. was going on yes. culturally at the time. And one of those talking points was that people were starting to discuss whether or not the Native American tribes were actually lost tribes of the Israelites. Well, and they, they had also just found um, before this, when Joseph was around 14-ish, when he said he saw his first vision, he also had just heard about the gold Bible that was found in Canada. It was a real thing. And supposedly, I couldn't find the actual information, like who found it or what happened there, but there was a find when they were doing like archaeological digging. So he heard that. He heard, and one guy did say that he took everything that was ever like a conspiracy that you talk about kind of around the waterhole back in the day. And he made it a religion between that and the Bible. And there was a guy that hated him. Oh, I forgot to tell this part. And it's so funny. There was a guy that he didn't hate him, but he was really mad that Joseph Smith made the book of Mormon because he knew it was crap and that they were treasure diggers and they were full of it. And he said, he was the printer. And so he took the book to go have it printed. Well, he had to comply because he was backed and had the money. So he, I guess he could have refused the job, but he didn't. And he started 
taking the excerpts from it. And instead of just keeping it, he made a satire of the Book of Mormon. That was the fun. It is so funny. If you've read the Book of Mormon, it is the funniest thing. His name was Abner Cole. And he wrote a satire under the pseudonym Obadiah Dogberry. Yeah, Dogberry. And he wrote, he wrote that the book is called, instead of the Book of Mormon, the, bu- the Book of Pukei, P-U-K-E-I. And it's this, a whole satire because he's like, I, we can't do anything to stop him from printing it, but I can do this instead and make it like a joke because he was like, it's so crazy that they're even doing this. And so that was kind of his way to come back at it. But a lot of people were criticizing. I don't think it really flew too well until after he was martyred, which of course helped it along. Him and his brother were martyred and then the whole thing blew up bad. And Brigham Young was even worse than Joseph Smith. We don't even want to go into that, but. I I think you have a lion behind you. (laughs) I do. He's so cute. (laughs) Dog looks like a lion. That's crazy. He used to look like a bear when he was all black, but he's my giant baby. (laughs) Okay. So we're, we're at about an hour and a half, which we usually do the show. And this is all this information was amazing. Uh, the, also the hermetic order of the golden dawn was starting in the late 1800s. Um, OTO, uh, was started in the late 1800s. You know, there's a lot of stuff. Um, some people believe that the, uh, the fallen angels in the book of Enoch were released in the late 1800s is what they believe. And that, that could coincide. I'm not saying that that's true or not, but that's when all the technology yeah. started coming and all that, you know, so there's, there's that. So there's some interesting stuff that, that happened in the late 1800s, you know, and um, what a, what a great, great points, Brennan, that you brought up. And then also you, Heidi, you did a great job. Both of you did an amazing job. We appreciate you. Thank you, Thank you for your hard research. I was uh, going into this. I just wanted to, because uh, last episode I, I researched really well for. I wanted to have a bunch of Bible verses. So this one was more to let Heidi and Brandon kind of come with their stuff. And uh, really appreciate you guys coming on and doing another great show. Um, I like have the combination Exodus, of you two. Huh? Exodus 24 about graven images. Let's go. The temple. God, yeah. God doesn't live in buildings. Nope. Yes. Exodus 24. And also <laughs> like necromancy is forbidden in the yeah. Bible, you know? So there's no changing of the Bible. The Bible stays true. Bible, Let me, I'll give you guys any last, I'll give you guys last words. Any last words, Brendan, before we go? Uh, you know, I just say Heidi crushed it as usual. I just am super thankful for her, you know, being brave and bold and thanks to, you know, Josh, you and Jason for creating a, a, a platform and a community that like Heidi and I would have never connected without, you know, a podcast that you guys are doing. So thanks for that. And, uh, you know, just to anyone out there, like hit me up on Instagram, like message me, like, let's be community. Let's, let's dive into this stuff together. So shout out your Instagram. Uh, it's at B wobble 11, B W O B B L E 11. Yes. And Brennan is super awesome. He was, he did an episode with Brandon's the for awesome. us and we're going to have him again. And then, uh, also we'll try to have, I guess we could have a combination of both of you guys. You guys do do very well yeah. together. So, yeah. uh, any last words, Heidi, for the audience or anybody that's that's on the fence or anybody that is in Mormonism, anything you could say to them to help them kind of move them along? Absolutely. My words, I never wanted to do any of, um, I never thought I would do anything like this. I, I never imagined this, but if I can get one person and get them to where I was, where I was at that critical point and my husband helped tip it for me and I found God, 
don't just throw it all out. I see so many Mormons leave the church and feel like they're so angry because they've been lied to and they just say nothing is real because nothing can be real if all of this was fake that's not true i found god you can find god god is real the bible is real don't give up even if you have a mustard seed you will grow and it will be okay and you can follow me at the unfiltered rise we're gonna talk a lot about even my exit out all those things on youtube instagram all those platforms socials all the things awesome jason any last words brother yeah just we're not here to you know teach you these things we're you know show you the both sides of it you know maybe the worst side the good side and then you make your decision on yourself so be your self-teacher that's what we're trying to teach people be their self-teachers not don't don't take our word for anything like if you dive into yourself and you and you and you find that hey man that does sound right then there you go but don't don't take their word for it either yeah, don't take right? anybody's word for it. You know, yeah. go for it. You know, just don't just just don't think it's the truth because somebody said it. You know, just you know, find some facts. Yes. So, awesome. Yeah, that was great, Heidi. 100, 100. 100. 100 <laughs> percent Okay, Thanks so we guys. got first Peter five, verse eight. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Okay, so Guys, be careful. You know, I mean, there's a lot of false doctrines out there. Make sure, you know, the Bible does not change. You know, science changes like underwear. Uh, Some of these doctrines out there change like underwear, but the Bible never changes. The word of God never changes. We don't need and what they try to say is this is an ancient book and we need a new interpretation for the new age. Right. We don't need that. The Bible is not going to change. We don't need anybody to reinterpret the Bible. We don't need a new book. We don't need a uh, uh, an angel coming to somebody, you know, because you know what? It could be demonic. It could be a demon. You know, if they take the Bible and they change it like 10%, uh, you know, there's 90% truth and there's a 10% lie. They say, let God be truth and let God be true and every man a liar, Romans 3, 4. So understand something. That every man's a liar. There's a lot of people that are going to have motivations behind what they're trying to do. We don't we don't know what what Joseph Smith's entire motivations are. I don't know what he was trying to do, but I know that when anybody's involved in Freemasonry, in magic, in the occult, anything like that, even if they're barely dabbling in it, whatever they're doing, I know that there's a bad intentions behind it. And sometimes demons attached to people. Sometimes people make deals with the devil. Sometimes people make deals with Satan to try to get fame, to try to get money, to try to get treasure, to try to get glory, whatever they want to get. And what happens is when they give you 90% truth and 10% lie or 85% truth and and 50% lie, then there's a lie in there. But Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, right? So truth is very important. So make sure that before you go and follow something to the to the T and die for it, uh, if it's a mountain you're trying to die on, make sure that it's 100% truth. And the only hill that I'll die on is the Bible and, and, and God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. That's the only hill that I'll die on. And nobody else, I don't need a false prophet. I don't need a man telling me anything, whether he's a, uh, a high high priest of, of, of wherever. I don't need any of that. You know what I mean? We just have God, you know, and Jesus is the bridge between us and God, the mediator. We have that already. We don't need the Pope. We don't need any, we don't need to pray to Mary, pray to saints, necromancy, or pray to anything. So guys, I just want to tell you guys, we already have what we need. Brendan was talking about it. The the high priest, the Melchizedek, all that stuff reigning forever on the throne with, with God, the father is Jesus Christ, right? So 
please guys be sober and vigilant just like this verse says because your adversary the devil walketh as a roaring lion seeking to whom he may devour and he will devour you and he'll also come as an angel of light too so just know that we appreciate everybody that's listening. We're going we're gonna to end this in prayer, okay? So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we appreciate everything you do for us. Thank you so much for blessing us with Brennan and Heidi and Jason. Uh, this podcast, I think, is just exposing the evil. Uh, if you could, please lead people to the truth, Lord, please. You know, they need the truth. Uh, all these lies that maybe they've been brainwashed, please help them to, to uh, you know, just squeeze it out like... Uh, like water, you know, just squeeze all this, this out and, and just give them the truth, help them come to you, Lord. And, uh, you know, we want to, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. We don't want to do anything like that with this Lord. We just want to do it gently. So if you could just supernaturally help people to understand that we're not here to do that, you know, I know that some people get offended by this, but you know, the truth hurts, you know, when the truth comes, it hurts and people are going to persecute and not want to hear the truth. And we just want to Make sure that the, that they know that you are the truth, the way, the truth, the life. Lord, we appreciate everything you do for us. Thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank amen. you guys for listening. This is part two to uh, the, the, the exposing the Mormons. So we just want to make sure that you guys share this with as many people as you can because you never know who needs to hear it. And also subscribe, like, leave us a five-star review on Apple. We appreciate you. And Spotify. Thank you. God, ble God your... bless you. Oh, oh. Um, Unfiltered oh, rise too. You're good. You're Unfiltered good. rise too. Please check that one out. Leave a five star review and also check it out on YouTube. Thank you. I just wanted to tell you after your prayer, all that kept going in my mind is Jesus said it was done and it's done. It's it was done. done with him. We don't need anybody else. You know, so we're just waiting for his return. God bless Great you. Prayer.